0: Greyhound to the county line She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool She's a socialist Of the highest degree I'm a communist her mother hates me. You're an anarchist. You don't want anything from me. I'm a Satanist. At least that's what I think I might be. At least that's what I think I might be. We dance until the sun is gone.
1: So, um, that's Asher
2: and that's vix
1: and this is this
2: is is... speak Speak of
1: of the devil the devil
2: that was like (laughs) the worst one ever
1: (laughs) you know the one on the last one actually didn't sound too bad
2: okay well i think our ineptitude is just funny at this point so i'm not gonna worry about it
1: we're never gonna get it exactly right um
2: And honestly, we have so much to worry about today. We have to worry in this decade, which is the 1980s, about Satan getting to our children through heavy metal music and backmasking and heavy metal music and through role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons and through daycare centers. There's just Satan everywhere. It's really bad.
1: Yeah, no, there's satanic cults.
2: Yeah, uh, we're, we're doing part one of the satanic panic
3: uh-huh.
2: this week. And um, what I said about this earlier, I'm just going to repeat my comment. When you first hear about the satanic panic, the reaction is, you know, what the fuck? How could this happen in, you know, America in the 80s? But then, when you look at all the social and cultural and political and economic uh, factors that made it happen, you're like, "Oh, how could this not have happened?" Uh huh. It was really bizarrely inevitable.
1: Yeah, it was. A, it was a time.
2: It really was a time. Um. And um, no, you first. It, sorry, I
1: don't remember what I was saying.
2: Well, that's okay. Yes.
1: But yes.
2: I don't remember what I was saying either.
1: <laughs> well, I think we were talking about that terrible eighties phenomena, which yeah. was a hideous nightmare thing. Um, that went through like through the eighties into the nineties.
2: Honestly, not like completely over today when you get right down to it. No. I mean, there are still people who believe in this stuff. It's no longer a nationwide moral panic, but yes, um, I've I've met people who swear that they are survivors of satanic ritual abuse. In fact, I have an estranged aunt who believes she is a survivor of satanic ritual abuse.
1: Oh dear. Well, that's
2: yeah a difficult. <laughs> it.
1: Um, but yes, so. The satanic panic, um, basically it's actually really hard to say exactly when it began began because like mm-hmm. there are all these factors leading up to
2: Well, here's I'm I'm gonna just start with again yeah. what I said earlier, going all the way back to sort of the earliest factor yes. that I can trace to this. Um So, in the Roman Empire, during, you know, early Christianity, the Romans were um, accusing the Christians of doing things like having giant orgies and eating babies.
1: As one does.
2: And uh, then a little while later, the Christians started accusing heretics and Jews and witches of things like having orgies and eating babies.
1: And having baby eating orgies.
2: Yeah, pretty much. You know, there's there's a lot of different tropes that yeah. go into sort of blood libel in general, but um I feel like orgies and baby eating are just um, real big ones. They're yeah, yeah, they're big. Because there
1: is nothing worse than fucking and eating babies. I feel like that's like saying like I don't know, jaywalking and terrorism. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's a little odd. Um, usually, the orgies were not described as That's nice true. orgies. To be fair, there would be like lots of raping and incest and like
1: yeah, not cool.
2: Yeah, I was about to say child sexual abuse, but honestly, like in the Middle Ages and Renaissance, you know, who was considered of an age to have sex with was uh,
1: horrifying. I think Yeah, what
2: for. so so they didn't really pull out the pedophilia one that much back then, because everyone was kind of marrying 12-year-olds.
1: Or, well, uh, royalty were. That was actually uncommon among the peasantry. People tended to get married late.
2: Okay, so like 16, maybe. More well,
1: like 27, apparently.
2: Really? Wow. Okay, well, I'm misinformed. Anyway, though... Um, so, these things that people were accused of during the Satanic Panic are really just parts of this weird, stereotypical religious blood libel that's been flying around and that different people have been getting accused of for. Ever. About a millennium now. Yes. Maybe earlier. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. It's certainly a favorite accusation. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's sort of your earliest factor. You have sort of the roots of American evangelical shit. You have a bunch of stuff. But I think some of the really important points are that...
2: As we're coming up into the 80s now, because we just skipped ahead historically a lot.
1: Yes. You don't need to talk about... well. We covered the early modern, sort of, by talking about witches, Mm -hmm. which were not medieval. Um, We covered, I briefly mentioned the birth of the American evangelical movement, mostly in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And so, technically, now we're kind of in the 80s. We're done. We're good.
2: Okay, yeah, sure. We can just skip lightly over a bunch of crap, because we can't cover all of this, even in multiple episodes.
1: And this this is very much the origins episode. So we're not actually quite in the '80s yet. We're more like in the '40s through the '70s, because mm-hmm. like, so some of the important things. I mean, actually, Freud is earlier, and he's key to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Freud and the idea of like the repressed. Um,
2: yes, the unconscious, the subconscious.
1: Exactly, and that you could sort of lose things that had happened to you was very key to this.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And you know Freud uh, initially believed um, in the theory that people had been seduced and by seduced I mean molested because that was the language he used. Oh Um,
2: god.
1: And then he changed his mind and moved on to the Oedipal complex as an idea.
2: Nice, Freud.
1: And, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, there are times when claims of, like, abuse as a child are the result of, like, mental illness and not actually things mm-hmm. that occurred. Um, but it...
2: Well, yeah. Uh, okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, you. um... And one of, but basically in the, in the eighties, um, especially you had people criticizing Freud's abandonment of seduction, uh, theory and like the prevalence Mm -hmm. of like, you know, having a belief in a, you know, much more prevalent, uh, amount of child molestation, um, which is hideous. Um,
2: Yeah. Well, one of the things I was reading also is, um, kind of as a result of the feminist movement, partially child abuse started to actually be more recognized as a thing, um, and then mandated reporting became a thing. And then there was this situation where people were getting government funding based on how many cases of child abuse they reported. Yes. So there was an incentive to have that be as much as possible. And I feel like that might have been the subconscious motivation, or even a conscious motivation sometimes, for getting into this repressed memory, you know, recovered memory therapy thing. Because... If you're like, oh, you don't remember being abused? Well, I'll just hypnotize you and help you remember. The fact that you
1: were definitely abused.
2: Yeah. Um, And for those who don't already know that uh, using hypnosis to help people recover memories is not really a thing that works. That's been very debunked. it's a good way to implant false memories. A
1: great way to implant false memories.
2: Yeah. It's a great way to really freak people out and convince them that they were in fact horribly abused. Um, but you Yeah.
1: Which you could argue is a form of abuse. It false. is a form
2: of I mean it's it's fucking traumatizing. Yes. I mean this this one person I met one time who was convinced that she had been satanically ritually abused, mm-hmm. she was in serious distress. Yeah serious distress and she believed everything in the world was a conspiracy and that the satanists were everywhere and um i felt really bad for her i did not mention my as
1: one would not in that case um yes and so one of the sort of key people in this is so you have the feminist movement um and the feminist movement became more involved with child abuse as an idea, uh, partially because of Florence rush. Um, and she was a radical feminist. Um, she introduced the Freudian cover up in her presentation, the sexual abuse of children, a feminist point of view, um, in Mm -hmm. April of 1971 at the New York radical feminist, uh, rape conference. Um, and she really pushed child abuse. And one of the things was into the 80s, as you had the Reagan administration, child abuse and abuse in general, if you ignored economic factors being involved in the incidents of things, which there massively Mm -hmm. are because it's a stressor, um, it could be something you could get through, basically. Because it was part of the general, like, tough on crime, protect the American family thing. Which, of course, also, Mm -hmm. like, protect the women and children is also the kind of, like, you know, excuse for lynching.
2: It's the kind of rhetoric that the conservatives like, yeah.
1: Exactly. And so protect the women and children became sort of, that's like where you get the collaboration between certain groups of radical feminists and the like mm-hmm. religious right to like draft legislation against pornography. Yep. You have the Mies report uh, for which Andrea Dworkin, you know, um, testified, you have a bunch of shit in that respect. Yes. And so, yeah.
2: And since, sorry, I'm just cutting in for a second. Um, some of our listeners, um, I just want to clarify, we are pro-feminist. Deeply. Um unfortunately the part of the feminist movement that we're talking about is essentially 70s cultural feminism um those ideas that have survived from that today are commonly known as well turfs and swerf. trans exclusionary and swerfs, yeah trans exclusionary or sex worker exclusionary radical feminists so we're kind of talking about the very worst that feminism has ever produced collaborating with the christian right on some issues that are important you know which is abuse
1: and handling it in the worst way possible exactly and also frankly i would argue that they're the most reactionary elements that the feminist movement has ever produced
2: yeah i just really felt like saying that because i've been listening to a lot of podcasts about this and when they've brought this factor up, they're like, "Oh, the feminist movement," and it always just sounds really shitty. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that is not us. We yeah. are in favor of women having rights. Yeah. And yeah. That. But this,
2: this, this movement this is not about that. Yeah. This is like the most white middle class shitty part of the feminist movement that has ever existed coming to power at this point.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I could go on a whole rant about the bourgeois nature of a lot of the second wave of feminism. Um, Yeah. But I won't right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We can do that in a later episode. Um, Also important is the Sybil case, which Sybil is a, a pseudonym for a woman named Shirley Mason, who was diagnosed with multiple personalities by Dr. Cornelia Wilbur before this like people believed multiple personalities were vanishingly rare and Mm -hmm. Cornelia Wilbur dosed the shit out of Shirley Mason with Mm. sodium pentothal for one thing
2: that's what Hannibal uses to fuck everyone up in the TV show Hannibal
1: she gave her so much of it she became massively addicted to it Oh, God. She also... That's that stuff that
2: fucks with your memory, right? And it's used as a truth serum sometimes?
1: Yes, and she essentially, like, implanted a bunch of memories of her mother abusing her. And there was some weird shit. Like, at one point, she was paying Shirley to come to therapy, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Wilbur had, like, written a study on how bad homosexuality was... But they were both always saying how attractive the other one was. So it was some real weird skeevy.
2: Oh. Yeah. It's kind of amazing these, like, unethical therapists who are such a big part of the satanic panic. You know, it's one thing to say, like, oh, bad therapeutic practices. But it seems like when you hone in on the individual cases... It wasn't just like kind of bad or like suboptimal. It was like holy shit, these are giant ethical oversteps of
1: yeah, an
2: amazing magnitude.
1: I mean, frankly, I feel like the panic should probably have been about the insane shit psychiatrists were doing at the time. She also gave her oh my god, uh, daprazil, which had to be pulled from the market because of how insanely addictive it was, and a cocktail a pharmacy of other shit yeah and she initially saw her in 1945 but then came back to her nine years later in 1954 uh-huh. um and that's when she started getting dosed with all that shit in 1958 Shirley wrote a letter to Dr. Wilbur saying that she didn't have multiple personalities that she uh-huh. put them on because Dr. Wilbur seemed interested in them Mhm. Uh-huh. Um, and she wanted her attention, and, like, at one point, like, as I said, she was being paid to come to therapy, and this was during that time, so
3: it's essentially
1: her job to have multiple personality disorder.
3: Oh my god.
1: Um, and her doctor was like, this is therapeutic resistance, and Shirley was like, ah! Yeah, I guess it was therapeutic resistance. Ah. So that's a fucking nightmare. Um, and like-
2: But it it becomes a book, right?
3: It
1: does, like, it becomes a book in 1973, mm-hmm. and it's hugely popular. Um, the movie, which I co- believe comes out in, let me have a look-see, uh, 1976 is a miniseries, also hugely popular. And, like, Oof. let me read you a little bit of the dialogue from this book. And what about Mama? The psychiatrist asks her patient. What's Mama been doing to you, dear? Oh. I know she gave you the enemas. And I know she filled your bladder up with cold water. And I know she used the flashlight on you. And I know that she stuck Uh. the washcloth in your mouth, cotton in your nose, so you couldn't breathe. What else did she do to you? It's all right to talk about it now. My mommy? The patient says, yes. My mommy said that I was a bad little girl, and... She slapped me with her knuckles. Mommy isn't going to hurt you ever again, the psychiatrist says at the close of the session. Do you want to know something, sweetie? I'm stronger than mother. Uh, uh, uh... There is something really, deeply grim going on there. So
2: we have this... Really unethical therapist, writing this book about this woman who doesn't actually have multiple personalities, um, if anyone does. Sorry, controversial statement, but we'll skip lightly over that. And then becoming really successful with this book that gets made into a movie, and now suddenly everyone in the U.S. knows about the idea of multiple personalities. Yep. And suddenly there's a lot more cases of multiple personalities.
1: Yes. And, you know, um, this is, you know, after, like, you have the Church of Satan sound- founded in 66. Mm-hmm. You have a ton of interest in the occult through the 60s into the 70s. You have metal! Exactly. And in 73, you have the Satan Seller by Mike Warnke which is a bucket of crazy mm. that like pretty much needs its own episode because it is such a bucket of crazy
2: this is the guy people. who claimed to be a satanic drug dealer right
1: yes and oh at like 18 years old after like being a satanist for like I don't know 6 to 8 months left in charge of like 1500 people
2: okay then as the high priest <laughs>
1: And, like, he was also a, a, like, popular Christian stand-up comedian.
2: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: It is a lot. It's, It's hilarious and awful.
2: And this thing is a complete hoax.
1: Yes, it is. It's provably a complete hoax. Like, people have, like, his dates and times are things that ...couldn't have happened. They've talked Mm -hmm. to his friends from college. They've talked to his ex-wife. They've talked to everyone. And that was never a thing. Um, He was, like, briefly interested in Wicca. And that was the closest he got. (laughs) And Well. Yes, I'm going to... Should I make the joke I made about Wicca the other day or no?
2: I don't remember what it was, so I can't tell you.
1: Alright, well, I can always cut it. Which was that Wicca is to Satanism... As Avril Lavigne is to Gigi Allen.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't like Gigi Allen that much, so I'm slightly offended.
1: But you know what I mean.
2: No, I get what you mean, totally.
1: Exactly. You oh, want a my lord. Of, you want a little bit of the edginess, but, like, you don't want to have to, like, smear yourself in shit.
2: So. Oh, okay. So, also in 73, I'm looking at your lovely timeline now, which I should have been looking at the whole time. Thank you. This uh, this little movie comes out called The Exorcist.
1: Yes.
2: Which I honestly don't think it's that scary, but I also didn't see it at the time, and um, at the time that was a film that freaked people the fuck out. Yes. Whoa, boy.
1: Yeah, no, it was horrifying. Uh to m- many, many people at the time.
2: Yeah. I remember my mom telling me that she saw it with a boyfriend who was Catholic. Oh, God. And then after the movie got out, she was dragged by him in the middle of the night to go see a priest. Oh, God. Because he really needed to go talk about The Exorcist with a
1: priest. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's insane. Um, Cool. You know... In 1980, Michelle Remembers comes out, which was by Lawrence Zdurr and Michelle Smith.
2: Yes. Now, can can I yell about this book a little bit?
1: Yes, please yell about Michelle Remembers. So
2: I'm pretty sure, no, Michelle Remembers um, was actually how the term satanic ritual abuse was coined. Dr. Pastor came up with that, and it's the first memoir of someone recovering repressed memories of satanic ritual abuse, and um, the content is batshit crazy, but before we get into the batshit craziness of the batshit crazy content that no one in their right mind could even begin to believe, I just want to say the therapeutic boundaries in this relationship Oh boy!
1: Are even worse. Yeah,
2: um, Pastor was married. I think they, that both Dr. Pastor and Michelle Smith were married to other people when they started seeing each other. Both had children. They both had children with other people. With and they end up, you know, breaking up with their spouses and marrying each other. Yep. So the, the freaking patient and the therapist get married. Um,
1: yep. He cuddles her on the sofa while she's, like, pretending to be a five-year-old girl.
2: Yeah, so he they were into some, like, daddy girl shit or something. Which, like, you know, it's okay. But maybe don't, like, make a hoax. Not
1: with your therapist.
2: Yeah, not with your therapist. And don't, like, make a giant hoax out of it, please. Um, yep. But, yeah, no, Michelle claimed to have been, like, just abused by, like in the most ridiculous ways possible like you know being thrown into pits of live snakes and being in a an 81 day long brutal ritual where satan himself appeared and also the virgin mary appeared to her personally and protected her
1: and, and- also she- had a, horns and a tail grafted onto her five-year-old body.
2: Surgically! Yes, I forgot about the surgically grafted horns and tail. That's my favorite. How could I forget?
1: While not being absent from school.
2: Well, no. not Yeah, no. They they checked later on the dates that this was supposedly happening, and she was in school the whole time, yep. rather than being kept locked in like a snake pit in a weird Satanist compound somewhere. Um, yep. Also, Satan talks like a Dr. Seuss rhyme
3: yeah
1: in
2: that book it's really bad
1: that's an insult to dr seuss's poetry
2: yeah that's true that that's mean of me but yeah <laughs> shitty rhyming satan um it's completely unbelievable stuff it's wacky. and also another side note just this is not really relevant to the satanic panic but yep. one of the fun things about michelle remembers which pazder mostly writes Um, is that he puts in flattering descriptions of himself and his personality and his physical appearance. Yep. Like, bad romance novel level descriptions of, like, the strikingly handsome Dr. Pazder, or whatever.
1: (laughs) Always tan. Yep.
2: Yep. 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 Um, but this book becomes a big deal and a bestseller and people take it seriously. And Michelle Pazder and Doctor or Michelle Smith and Dr. Pazder, although I guess she married him, so maybe she was Michelle Pazder. Um, they're on Oprah. Yep. Being viewed yeah. and taken seriously. And suddenly people think that satanic cults are ritually abusing children. Yes. And that this is real.
1: And one thing I just have to say is in a nineteen eighty-one July or August interview with the vancouver sun lawrence pazder said he wasn't like collaborating with law enforcement on dealing with the hideous things that apparently a huge number of people had done Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to cause some kind of a witch hunt and i quote
2: oh my well that's ironic right god
1: that was, it was a lot. Oh, also, Mike Warneke claimed to have his own, like, a private jet as a Satanist.
2: Bull. <laughs> That's the the Satan yes, seller guy? And he
1: was also like, and I was getting laid a ton, and...
2: <laughs> yeah, no, all the stuff that Satanists are supposedly getting up to, um, according to, honestly, the conspiracy theory of Satanic ritual yeah. abuse... It's just insane. Like, there's all the human sacrificing yep. and, like, sex trafficking and just yep. absurdity. Like, there's no way you could hide even a fraction of this stuff if it was going on. Um, I'm just looking back in the timeline because we kind yep. of... Oh, do we want to talk about... Um, so a thing I mentioned earlier that... In the 80s is around when the issue of um, Catholic yes. priests sexually abusing children starts to be yes. more known to the I public. Mean, it didn't
1: really come out until actually the early 2000s, but you were beginning to hear like whispers um, mm-hmm. about yeah. it and just like subtle weird shit. Um, also, of course, the eighties was the AIDS mm-hmm. epidemic. And so people oh, yeah. were anxious oh yeah. Sex, Sex is, is scary, very the scary. gays are scary. Um mm-hmm. like everything that has changed in society is scary. Um
3: mm-hmm. you know Oh yeah, we, we skipped... also skipped the Sorry, go ahead.
1: part of the reason for the rise of the Christian right was an interest in keeping schools segregated.
3: Ooh. I have several articles
1: on it but yeah they became political initially they were using the religious freedom argument because like they didn't want to have to admit black people to their schools and universities and this was in the 80s
2: yeah god damn well I mean they keep using that religious freedom argument for the most astoundingly inappropriate of things
1: you know what I find really funny is then, like, mm-hmm. later on, people are, like, one of the things that kind of gets attacked during the Satanic Panic is the fact that, like, religious freedom is protected under the Constitution.
2: Yeah. yeah. Which is really quite yeah. funny. That kind of backfired like, there.
1: it can't just be for you. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Mm-mm. Huh. Yeah okay i'm looking back um another thing we forgot to mention in uh the late 60s yeah. and through the 70s um even before the exorcist yeah. you've got like rosemary's baby and also okay. a number of other satanic themed films a lot of them had uh, sir christopher lee in them yes um so this imagery was yes increasingly in the public consciousness um from the 60s onward Partly because of LaVey, um, the influence of Crowley yep. having a resurgence in the 70s, you know. Yep, yeah. heavy metal. Okay. Do-do-do. Um, oh, we didn't really mention, like, the freaky cults of the 60s and 70s. Yes,
1: another thing that caused some anxieties about fringe religious groups was, of course, shit like... Jonestown
2: yeah and, and the Manson family
1: yep and the process church of the final judgment which was a terrifying mm-hmm. cult I actually didn't write about them at all um but people thought they were satanists they kind of yeah were, but they were also just like goth scientologists
2: pretty whatever. much um, oh yeah, and I also wanted to bring up Richard Ramirez and the Son of Sam.
1: Yes, claiming to be Satan inspired.
2: Yeah, so there, there were a couple of really shitty people who said they were killing in the name of Satan. Yes. And that's scary. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, and Charles Manson was <laughs> kinda considered satanic by some people. I don't know, he said a few mildly satanic-sounding things things.
1: So I mean he also said he was Jesus a lot.
2: So. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the term for Charles Manson is psychotic. Yes. Rather than satanic. I think that might be true. Really same for Richard Ramirez and David Berkowitz.
1: Yep. All
2: Yeah.
1: Fucking nuts. Um Yeah. Not to be
2: Not to be ableist, no, we're all mentally ill here.
1: Yes.
2: I'm just saying, if you think that your dog is Satan and is telling you to kill people, that is more of a symptom of psychosis than a religion.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: I think I can go out on a limb and say that.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: So, I mean, there's probably some factors that we've missed, but we're pretty well set up here. I mean, we've got all the anxiety around satanic imagery- From Metal and from, you know, yeah. Levey and Crowley. We've got um, some books out, some books out, yes, that are already sort of getting a hoax going about satanic ritual abuse and satanic cults being widespread. Yep. Um, we've got the factors of um, 70s cultural feminists collaborating with the Christian yep. right on issues of child abuse. Um, oh, and it's the 80s. So two-income families are starting to be more of a thing. Women are going back to work after becoming mothers. Yep. So the kids are in
1: daycare. daycare. Why can we synchronize that better than the title of the episode?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I was telegraphing it out pretty yeah. pretty far. Um,
1: That is true. And so the kids were in daycare. And so I, I don't think that the Satanic Panic really begins until I think it really begins with McMartin
2: yeah it really does
1: hey can we take a quick break of course my darling
2: great seems like a good time
0: we took a greyhound to the county line she's reading marks and learning all the time she says Jesus freak you're such a fool i say satan loves you
2: thinks
1: you're cool hey. all right so we are back
2: we're and... back and it is now the reagan presidency
1: oh no yeah they go to the bathroom and suddenly reagan's president
2: Yep. Yeah. suddenly it's 1981 a year that i never wanted to exist in and that i didn't exist in actually
1: Yep, so there you go.
2: Yeah, I was born in 89. I only got the tiniest little bit of this bullshit called the 80s. And I don't yep. remember. <laughs>
1: Unlike Michelle.
2: Michelle, who remembers a lot of stuff that didn't even happen.
1: I know, that's an impressive memory right there. Yeah. No, and you can remember things that didn't happen, damn.
2: Yeah. So we're going to get into Mick Martin, huh?
1: Yep. In 83, um, though, actually. Okay, so Judy Johnson, the lady who initially made the accusations, I'm not quite sure when she initially dropped her son off at McMartin. Yeah,
2: so the fun thing is that um, this boy at the McMartin preschool was not like officially enrolled in it. He had this unstable mom, Judy Johnson, who asked if her son could go to the school, and they were like, no, it's full. So she just started dropping him off there. And they just kind of took care of him because his mom was crazy.
1: Yeah. McMartin was a hugely sought after preschool in the area. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, really beloved, really popular, apparently really good. Interesting. Like, yeah, people fought for spots.
2: Goodness fucking gracious. Yes. Well, apparently, if there's one thing that you can say for Satanists, it's that we run some prestigious-ass preschools.
1: Yep. Yep. We run the best preschools, apparently. Just, like, the best.
2: Except we don't.
1: (laughs) Except we don't. That's true. Mm. Partially because we don't run preschools. And partially because if McMartin had been run by Satanists,
3: like they claimed it was,
1: and the Satanists had done what they claimed they'd done, that would have been an inexpressibly bad preschool. Judy, Johnson's son. Mm Mm-hmm comes home one day with an itchy anus. Yep. And Judy, because she literally has schizophrenia, mm-hmm. decides that this absolutely must mean that her son, whose name is Matthew, I believe. I did not write that down. I should have. I'm pulling um, it up right now. Thank you, dear. Um, Had been molested. hmm There was only one dude who taught at the school. Yep. Uh, Mr. Raymond he who was the husband of one of the other employees Mm -hmm. of Martin Preschool, um, and he was arrested in September of 1983, Mm -hmm. and parents of the children currently and some former students were sent a letter. Yep. An insane letter that should not have been sent.
2: It was basically like, check your child for signs of being molested. Sort of like, check your child for lice, but much more alarming.
1: Yes.
2: I did hear, I, I have a, okay, I think the source on this was the last podcast on the left, and I don't know where they got it from. Yes. But apparently one thing that might have happened with Ray Bucky was that he was kind of a relaxed California sort of beachy dude. Yes. And he was wearing some loose shorts one day with nothing under them, so yes. one of the kids might have got a look at his uh, family jewels, which is, yep. yeah, that's not a smart uh, move to go commando in loose shorts when you teach preschool, but it's not yep. exactly criminal. Yep,
1: there are short yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so there, I feel like there might have been some freaking out about that, but got added that, to Judy Johnson's absolutely insane accusation
1: yes and the letter was essentially asked parents to ask their children about like whether or not they'd been sexually abused in a variety of ways and the thing oh God I have
2: the letter in front of me right now I do too oh God this is a lot yeah sorry continue yeah
1: uh, and so essentially, like, one of the things I think about the satanic panic is that when you make an accusation horrible enough, mm-hmm. there's almost no way to, like, even if you completely disprove it.
2: Yep. You still.
1: something ab- Yeah, you still end up kind of feeling like that's kind of, like, that taints whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. You can't really come back from that. And, and it's. When you. Yeah.
2: It's hard not to feel bad being like, oh, that didn't happen, because...
1: You're supposedly contradicting children.
2: Yep. uh, Children who were supposedly sexually abused. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, no, imagine being the guy who, like, has to be like, nope, that kid's lying.
2: This, This fucking letter says... Any information from your child regarding having ever observed Ray Bucky leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period, or if they have ever observed Ray Bucky tie up a child, is important. Yep. Uh, you, okay, I mean, never underestimate the power of freaked out parents.
3: Yes. And to be fair. Of
2: course they're freaked out. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a parent reading this, I am losing my shit. Absolutely.
1: because right. it's. Tiny little helpless babies. It's freaking
2: preschoolers. Yeah. Yeah, I know this. This is terrible. Except it didn't happen, but it's still terrible. Yeah. <sighs> Oof.
1: Yeah. Um. And so, basically, the children, their parents obsessively questioned them because, mm-hmm. of course, they were terrified.
2: But like preschool and age kids, just like make shit up constantly. They They just, you know what, they're they're almost like little, they're like, they're in improv all the time. They're very naturally, yes, yes and.
1: (laughs) Yes, and so if you ask them leading questions, they will usually say yes. Though additionally, a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. they'll be like, a lot of the kids were, no, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. No. And their parents would keep on asking them because they thought that they'd been like made to lie to them.
2: Yeah, they were threatened or something or they were scared and so if you're if you're like what, like four and your yeah. freaked out parent is like, What happened, sweetie? It's okay. You can tell me, tell mommy, tell mommy what happened. It's okay. Like did, that,
1: did the man make you touch his penis again and again and again? Eventually you're gonna say yes. Yeah.
2: Because you're a tiny child in an uncomfortable situation that you don't fucking understand.
1: You want to go back to playing with blocks. And then, of course,
2: you know, the parent, the parental questioning turns up sort of these false positives from yep. the kids who just want to go back to playing with blocks. And so yeah. they bring in social workers and therapists.
1: Yes, from the... Let me look at the name here.
2: I almost just said, like... ...therapy workers and socialists because my brain got scrambled for a second.
1: No, uh, it was from the Children's Institute International, and the main person at the time was Kathleen Key McFarland. Uh-huh. And she is where we get the phrase, show me on the doll.
2: No, Kathleen, no.
1: She was the one who began the idea of using puppets and anatomically correct dolls Uh, and certain therapeutic techniques to interrogate children for sexual abuse.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And if you read the transcript, they're insane. Yeah. Insane how leading the questions are.
2: And also, you know, abusive tactics. I mean, I was... Listening to this one thing where they were, like, saying to the kids, like, Oh, you can't remember? Well, if you, you were- must be sm- dumb. Yeah, if you were smart, you'd remember. Be smart. I know you're smart. You're not a dummy, are you? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Holy fuck.
1: Don't be dumb. All the other kids told us.
2: Oh, God.
1: Children are, of course, creatures of peer modeling.
2: Oh, God. And- yeah so it's
1: Um, insane and apparently
2: one of the things that they read way too much into was this fucking little rhyme that i remember from when i was in preschool which was the old what you say is what you are you're a naked movie star and if you say it back to me you'll be naked on tv And somehow, from the fact that kids were saying this, I guess they decided that, like, Ray Bucky and some other people there were making child porn. Yep. Just from this this fucking meaningless little rhyme that... Yep. Yeah. It's like
1: deciding that I see London, I see France.
2: I can see your underpants.
1: Means that, I don't know, they've been, like, running a lingerie store.
2: And also they have remote viewing talents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so... So... Is,
1: um, and, like, the accusations got increasingly insane.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Because...
1: Like, yeah.
2: Because the accusations were the kinds of things that preschoolers make up when you pressure them.
1: Yeah, Like,
2: Ray flew in the air.
1: Yep. And, oh god, I can't remember if this was McMartin, but at one point they were like, and he made us dismember, like, baby tigers.
2: Yeah. The baby tigers getting dismembered. Which, like... Um, the fucking... Tunnels. Yeah. Oh, yes, the tunnels under the McMurden preschool, supposedly, that the kids would be taken through to get to satanic rituals. And sometimes you'd get to the tunnel through a trap door and sometimes by being flushed down the toilet.
1: Because children.
2: Yeah. I mean, tell me, does that sound like a real thing or does that sound like something a preschooler made up?
1: Hmm. Me, it sounds like a real thing because I'm a God-fearing American. (sighs) <sighs> um, some of the additional insane accusations uh-huh. um, were that they saw witches fly and traveled yep. in a hot air balloon. I believe also there were stories of celebrities being brought in to molest children. Oh, yeah.
2: Them. Yeah, one kid identified a picture of Chuck Norris as one of his molesters. Yes. Yeah. So... Which really just ties into the good old, like, Illuminati the celebrities in Hollywood are part of the New World Order, satanic, lizard person, yeah. whatever kind of vibe there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: But, yeah, I mean, the, the kinds of... Okay, like, all these accusations are very... They kind of run together from what was made in what case. Yeah. I'm pretty sure McMartin also had the accusation that the kids were flown to Mexico. Yes. And sexually abused by soldiers from the Mexican army and then flown back all in one day in time to be picked up from daycare by their parents.
1: Yes.
2: And there were also some accusations of really severe physical abuse that definitely would have left obvious marks. And I mean obvious. But no one ever saw those.
1: Nope. Nope.
2: Which, I mean, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of that bit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail about she turned me into a newt. You don't look like a newt. Well, I got better.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs)
2: Like, it's, you know, you call it a witch hunt. And, you know, witch hunt is such an overused phrase now. But. But. This literally, aside from the fact that they didn't actually hang anyone or set anyone on fire, the accusations and the tropes of this are basically the same as the accusations and tropes of medieval...
1: Renaissance and and early modern.
2: Or, God, Renaissance! Witch hunts! (laughs) Yes, thank you. Oh my God, I've been infected by bad history teachers.
1: But yes, so the accusations (sighs) were insane and they did everything mm-hmm. they could to find evidence oh and by the way the underground tunnels and the trap doors somehow managed to exist through a solid concrete foundation
2: well yeah I mean and here's why we where we get into why the McMurden trial ends up being the most expensive trial yes. in US history to this day they spent 15 million dollars on this A large part of which was probably actually the whole digging up the frickin' foundations of the McMurden Preschool, discovering that it was built on a solid concrete slab, and continuing to try to dig for these tunnels that must have been there somehow. And um, they found like a bunch of garbage from the 50s. Because in the 50s, people used to dig holes in the ground and just throw their garbage into it. Um, They found no evidence of tunnels, you know, no structure that would support tunnels whatsoever. But what do they do? They go, wow, these Satanists are really good at covering their tracks. They did a great job filling in those tunnels like they never existed. Because what is Occam's Razor?
1: A tool used to abuse children.
2: In Satanic Ritual Abuse. Yes, you are correct. That's what Occam's Razor Um, is, clearly.
1: So, that's the McMartin Trial, and the thing about the McMartin Trial is it was heavily publicized because these prurient, hideous accusations um, you know, really got people going. Um, like, that'll sell some fucking newspapers.
2: Yep. It will indeed. And, um, McMartin, it was Ray Bucky and, yeah. um, one other defendant, ultimately. Was it Bucky's, Peggy, I, think, I think, ex-wife, who was also running? Peggy, yeah. Um, and Not- there were no convictions in the McMartin trial, despite it being, again, the most expensive yes. trial um, in oh, U.S. history. I
1: think also, um, uh, it should be noted yeah? that, uh, Astrid Heppenstall Hager performed medical examinations of the children and oh. claimed she saw mm. minute scarring. Um, this was later mm-hmm. demonstrated to be not a thing.
2: Yeah, uh, what I heard about that is that the medical examiners, well, basically, no one really knew what yep. child genitals were supposed to look like. Because no one was, like, just looking at healthy child genitalia, because why would you do that?
1: Thank you for not doing that, Jen. Yeah,
2: exactly. So they were just like, I don't know, I guess that seems like some redness. Maybe that that's evidence weird. of sexual abuse. And um, the medical examiners who were involved yeah. in that um, eventually came forward, you know, after all this was done. And they were like, hey, you know, now that I have some more experience, I realize that that's just... That's completely normal. That's completely within normal parameters, and what I saw was yep. not evidence of sexual abuse. Um, yeah.
1: Yes. God, there was also, of course, George Freeman who testified that Ray Bucky confessed. He later fleed, attempted to flee the country and confessed to perjury in a series of criminal cases. Uh, he was just Wait, who's George Freeman? who was in jail with Ray Bucky
2: i see okay so sort of a professional perjurer is what you're saying um Mm.
1: exactly well that's great it was just unimaginable um how Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
1: insanely heinous um Oh, and one of the reporters covering the case was having a relationship with Key McFarlane. So he chose
2: God. Oh no. God damn it, unethical 80s. What the fuck? Therapists? Why are you like this? Get your shit together. Huh. <sighs> so
1: But the real problem isn't me fucking you know people in the media and my patients the real problem is those mm-hmm. satanists running daycares mm-hmm.
2: um so i'm just trying to look up yes let's see yeah peggy and ray were acquitted um no one else was charged. yeah they they dropped charges against everyone except those two which was weird, because if any of that stuff had been happening, then everyone who worked at the preschool would have pretty much been an accessory, yep. you would think, but, you know, whatever. I'm trying—I can't find how long they spent in custody during the trial, but I think it was at least five you years. You know, it was
1: insane. And it ruined yeah. their lives. So, I you mean, know, a, Their, you know, previous yep. business was gone. They couldn't recover it. It ruined their lives. And mm-hmm. people still think they did it, even though it was impossible—
2: Oh, this is fun. I just found something that apparently um, the idea of the secret tunnels has continued to be an obsession at least into the 90s. Oh, in the early 2000s, people kept trying to look for evidence of the McMurden tunnels. Fucking. Because people are insane and love a conspiracy theory.
1: And people love tunnels and a conspiracy theory.
2: I mean, look, tunnels are fun.
1: Tunnels are fun? I'm
2: not going to lie. I love a tunnel.
1: Who doesn't? But. Yeah. Also.
2: Also, there were no tunnels. Yeah. And I I regret to inform you that there were no tunnels. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm glad to inform you because they were allegedly, you know, child sex trafficking. Yeah. Devil worship tunnels. (sighs) Huh. So now this all would have been a crazy enough thing. If it was just the one trial, but it wasn't. No,
1: it wasn't. Although,
2: wait, sorry, this is not really relevant, but it is fun. Yeah. So, you know the song People Ain't No Good by the Cramps? Yes. You know how it has the little kids singing? Yes. On the album liner notes, that is credited as the McMurden Preschool Choir, because the Cramps had a sick sense of humor. Oh my
1: god, that is cramp.
2: Just thought you'd want to know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god.
2: And now we can move along to something more relevant than my random music. No, meeting. that
1: that was that was fair. Um yeah. But yeah, no, there
2: little kids go in.
1: People late, no good. Um <laughs> but so um there were a fuck ton of these cases. You had pretty much like practically entire towns being accused because mm-hmm. children are yep. very yes and. Because apparently yep. they've been taking improv classes in secret. Satanists haven't been abusing children sexually. What they've been doing is they've been putting them through improv workshops in secret.
2: Apparently. Oh, I feel like a thing... So other than... Aside from all the media coverage of McMartin, yes. um a year after the trial yes. began, which was in 87... Um in eighty eight we get Geraldo Rivera's special Exposing Satan's Underground yes. Which I've watched most of it at I've this watched point. Of it. It's really um, bad. It's so bad. Um I can say for it that it is certainly an aesthetic and also a mood.
1: I thought it was nineteen eighty eight, but I'm not sure.
2: It is eighty eight, that's what I was saying. Trial begins 87, 88 is special. Um Yeah. So and by the way, he later apologized for this special. You know, years later, he was like, oh, that was bad reporting. And it was. It was really bad reporting. Idiots. Um It was awful. Uh so that really did its part to fan the flames of a nationwide moral panic because while these fears of child abuse were you know a big part of it in central there was also a a huge fear of teenagers getting into satanism Mm -hmm. through things like dungeons and dragons and heavy metal music And and
1: wearing too much black actually i remember when i was a kid after columbine like schools were passing rules against Uh wearing too much black
2: yep yep uh hashtag goth oppression um but yeah no i mean like the belief was really that satanists were everywhere doing all kinds of things like um there's the whole cattle mutilations conspiracy theory which i guess that's about 50 50 on whether they think that satanists or ufos did Um. that Um, but, yeah, so, while the, the fear of this, like, child abuse happening was really big, there was really kind of this whole sophisticated mythology of all this different stuff that Satanists were supposedly doing.
1: Um, yeah, Yeah. I mean, there are a fuck-ton of cases. Um, there was, um
3: Mm mm-hmm
1: okay the first case was actually in minnesota um in 83 as well 24 adults Mm -hmm. went to trial with two acquittals and though only three went to trial 24 adults were charged only three went to trial with two acquittals and one conviction okay um so there were Mm -hmm. there was actual medical findings of sexual assault but like, the children were not reliable witnesses, so no one knew what the fuck had gone on, and the children had been so compromised that mm-hmm. you couldn't find out the truth, which is a tragedy. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Oh, is this the, uh... This is the Miami
1: one? Uh, no. This is Minnesota. in Jordan, Minnesota. Oh, okay. They're... Are, gotcha. there are a ton there are so many
2: mm-hmm. there is
1: kern county in california there is ricky queso in new york there is the west memphis mm-hmm. three um there's a little rascals yep. daycare center uh there's the oak hill shit um mm-hmm. fells mm-hmm. acres daycare in malden massachusetts hey close to me um damn and of course there's also the fucking um we care trial like we w e e which Mm one was that that? um that was in 1985 i believe gotcha yeah so really fucked up shit happened and like the accusations in all of those are insane Mm -hmm. and unbelievable and feature very much the same themes um yeah it's just yeah it's heinous and and go ahead
2: and meanwhile they have a couple other books come out with um yeah supposedly adult survivors who've recovered memories of satanic ritual abuse and they're you know making accusations about things going on you know back into the 50s or earlier um and they're going on Oprah. Yeah. Oprah had so many of these fucking people on. You can still find some of the clips. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, I just wanted to cut in with that before we got into more trials. Yeah. Actually, we're probably at close to an hour. No, we, Do you want to maybe stop for this one yeah. and yeah. save some for the next week?
1: Yeah, I think we should um, because I don't think we have time yeah. to.
2: You know what? That's okay. And I'm kind of amazed how much ground we just managed to cover. We got through McMartin.
1: Which, damn.
2: I did not think that was going to happen. No,
1: I thought McMartin would take a while.
2: I thought McMartin would be the death of me.
1: And believe me, you can get in to McMartin if you wanna. Oh? Like, I mean, you can read- Oh, I thought you meant that I could still,
2: like, sneak into the abandoned building and look for (laughs) tunnels. Um, I must be, like, kind of sleepy because I literally thought you were saying that.
1: No. Um, I was saying that, like, you, you can go heavy on, like, reading the therapy transcripts. You can- Yeah,
2: yeah, totally.
1: Get into that. Totally. And all of the crazy-ass accusations, all of the weird leading statements.
2: Yeah, and I feel like that one got even crazier because Judy Johnson- a grown-ass adult was also making weird accusations.
1: Yes. And
2: honestly, I think she generated more weird shit than the kids even.
1: Oh no, she was a special kind of nuts because of course she was an adult with knowledge yep. of how sex worked. And so she could... <sighs>
2: Fucking hell. Yep. Um, so, we will get back into yes. the satanic panic next week.
1: When we cover some of the other heinous nightmare trials mm-hmm.
2: and uh, and other just yeah. weird shit that happened.
1: Eventually, we're going to have to do Pizzagate. Babe. Oh
2: god! Mm, fine. Can we just make it a footnote on that episode, maybe? Yeah, that,
1: that was kind of the plan.
2: Good. Okay, that works.
1: But yeah, no, I'm just yeah. <sighs>
2: Okay, well, I know exactly what the backwards message should be today.
1: What is the backwards message for today,
2: darling? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent point, darling. Never
2: let it be said that I don't have a sick sense of humor.
1: I mean, I, I think that we had to make jokes during this episode, or we'd We would go insane. Been- We would go insane, and we would both end up crying on the podcast. Yeah, pretty much.
2: Well, there's Um, still time for that next week.
1: Yep. Yep. Ellen, we'll get into the temple of Set guy. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. That shit's weird. And actually, I um, before we do the next one, I want to do some more research because honestly, most of what I looked at was McMartin.
1: Yeah. No, I. But I. I I want to.
2: I'll I'll just say this before we wind up. A lot of the time, I think, oh, well, this didn't really affect actual Satanists very much, but... Not true. Yeah, it's not true. And so we're going to get into that. Even though most of the victims of this were not Satanists, it did splash on us, too, in a big way, and we're going to get back into that next week.
1: Exactly, and it... You know, caused problems for, like, kids into heavy metal and shit who didn't deserve that.
2: Really just causing problems Um, for everyone. Yeah. Okay. We should shut the fuck up. Until next week. Hail Hail Satan.
1: Hail Satan. This has been uh, Speak of the Devil, the official podcast of the First Church of the Morning Star. Music for this episode was provided by Electric Mirrors. Check them out on Bandcamp. Review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. We have a Twitter, which is Speak of the Dev, because of reasons. Um, we have the email, which is Podcast 666 at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page with a very exciting group that needs to be more active. So do all of that stuff. We love our listeners. <sighs> all right.